Hello, hello, and welcome back to another thrilling week of episodic enjoyment as you return to the wonderful world of Kent and the steering team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil, and our special guest, Victor. Um, unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. Good egg that he is. He's gone off to the pharmacy to pick me up some antibiotics, as I am a little bit under the weather. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, boys? Very good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, kicking on. My cough is going away for a second time. Um, and yeah, all good. How are you? Besides you, your disease. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> I'm using I'm a... disease-ridden and unwell. I'm using a new mic, so hopefully I do sound a bit better. Ooh. The quality yeah. is Ooh. far superior, and I'm very, very excited about editing the podcast together and merging our tracks together and hearing uh, hearing the improvement. It'd be fantastic. Awesome. Appreciate the, like um, the commitment and dedication. <laughs> what microphone yeah. did you get? Yeah. Well, um, this one is like a... It's a it's a mic that you actually put into your smartphone, um, but you can use it as well as a like on your laptop and everything. But it, I'm pretty sure anything was better than my old older one, which was like four dollars on eBay. So <laughs> anything was an upgrade on from that. Yes, indeed. Well, upgrade we can certainly hear the difference. Mm, definitely, absolutely mm-hmm. can, and I, I definitely can hear the difference. And I, I look forward to, to editing it together, like I said, and yeah, hearing that difference. Yeah, um, well, it's by it's by road, so it's not bad. Like, it's not, not good. Bad yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not mm. bad. Um, Mr. Drew. Yes. Uh, I believe we should uh, fire off this episode. Of course, we've got several topics for you. We're going to go back to um, hold my coke again. Um, got some exciting news about uh, exciting news for Australia and New Zealand and, and, and a lot of the world. In that, there's this, the suspected discovery of Captain Cook's Endeavour. Uh, and um, there was another topic, and I can't remember it, but we'll get to that later on. Let's begin with Hold My Coke. Indeed, let's. Uh, this week on Hold My Coke, we got a very exciting announcement made just this morning from Sony. They have gone ahead and announced the Sony PlayStation Classic. Following ooh. in the footsteps of... Yeah, ooh, indeed. Following in the footsteps of other gaming companies, they have decided to release a retro edition of their original console, the PlayStation. Um, in addition to that, they have preloaded the game with the console with 20 classic games, five of which have been announced today, and two retro controllers. Now, unlike the original PlayStation, it's going to have an HDMI port at the back so it can connect into your brand new television or even your laptop. Who knows? It's up Mm. to you. And they're trying to keep the cost down or so it would seem, um... They haven't given an Australian price yet, but it looks like it would average out to maybe 150 Aussie dollars. Bargain. Which isn't too bad. Nice. Yeah. So, very exciting well, it's, stuff. Well, it has to, it, you know, it has, the price has to justify for it, really. Like, to not to not compete with um, with anything else, really. I'm not sure how much the uh, Nintendo one costed. I like think it was 200. I think, I think one of them went for like 200 or so. Yeah. Um, I think one of them was around 120 or something. One of them was. Because mm-hmm. remember, there was NES and SNES. Both had them. Sega did NES the... Did they do Mega Drive? I can't remember what Sega did. I think it was the Mega Drive. 
Like, well, like I like I asked you guys off air. Like, well, who who makes these? Like, what's the, um, you know, who's behind them all? But but as you guys said, it's the manufacturers and the the, the console companies themselves choosing to do this. It's just interesting that they're all following the same formula of the the scaled down size um, and yeah, preloading think... preloading twenty odd games on there. Yeah, I think with gaming, there's a lot, there's a lot of nostalgia uh, yeah. applied to it. So, um, I guess uh, I'm not a huge gamer myself, but uh, the the gripe I hear from gamers is if, if with like modern gamers is that like you know graphics are you know ten twenty times better and and everything, but they still uh, gamers still feel nostalgic to like old games, even if like the graphics aren't very good, but the gameplay is really really great. So I think like they have like Final Fantasy, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type Four, Tekken Three, and Wild Arms. So those f- are the five that are confirmed. My favorite PlayStation yeah. One game, my favorite game, is Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster. It's <laughs> that was hilarious, great. and and I have the game. Wow. I have the disc here. Like I still played on my PlayStation Four now because it's um, <laughs> it's a CD on PlayStation. So yeah, I love it so much. So he runs much. around like. Hang on, hang on. Your PlayStation Four plays PlayStation One. Uh, I, I can't remember PlayStation One or PlayStation Three. I can't remember. A uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Three. I can't remember which one's playing it, but I can't which remember it's, which one. It's backward compatible to like a certain degree, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it can play CDs. Like, yeah, because yeah. it can play CDs. It can play PlayStation One games, uh, unless it was the PlayStation Three. I can't remember one of them. I play. I play mm. it on one of the consoles I have set up. Um, mm. I love the yeah, game, that's a great game so much. It is such a good game. He runs um, around like the the basically the Chinatown of San Francisco, and they like exactly, yeah, exactly. And you can throw fish at people, hit people with fry pans, <laughs> you smash boxes to get milk. Classic. It was terrific. So I'm um, look. This is great. I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of these things. I haven't got any of them, but I, I do love that they're doing this, and it's purely for nostalgia. It's not about being a low cost gaming it's console. Fun. Yeah, it this clearly is just for the nostalgia and just for the big kids that want to go back to their childhood. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Um, I think it's a and great I'm sure idea. It's something game. fun for the fans. Yeah, I'm exa- sure the games, exactly. Like the, the the size of them would be like irrelevant be like now. nothing. Like the storage, yeah, a couple hundred megabytes. Yeah, the storage <laughs> in these things would be absolutely yeah. non-existent. Like this is yeah. they. There's no doubt the markup on these things is ridiculous. Like mm. totally. Mm extortionate but at the same yeah. time it's still so much cheaper than a lot of consoles and it's a lot of fun so it's no, interesting definitely. that um i i can't wait to see the one for the uh, if they do a, a nintendo 64 but yeah well done sony for getting on board with this they're getting getting so, on the bandwagon did you both have what opens a lot of possibilities i never yes. had a playstation one i only used to, i started with playstation 2 i still remember the day i got All my right. playstation 2 I remember so the day you, I got my so, PS1. So was that your first console? Yeah, PlayStation 2 was my first console. Okay. Right, right. You? Yeah, like... Do, yeah, we, include like, ha- do a... we include handheld consoles, though? Um, I think I had a Game Boy Advance before I had the PlayStation 2. I had a Game Boy... Mine was purple. I had an original Game Boy, like the really, really chunky ones. Oh. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And then, and then I had a... I didn't have a color. I had a... Um, Game Boy Light, which was mm. black and white, but you can it had a like a glow, like a like a light emitting screen, so you can play in the dark. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that thing. 
Mm. Do you remember like, Armstrong? Do you remember yeah. they had the Nintendo? The, I mean, the Game Boy SP, and that was the fold fold up one with the, the the backlit screen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was the Advance SP, wasn't it? That yeah, that was the that folded SP. up. Yeah. 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 So like, this I remember was like I, maybe my first yeah. one was. They're gone. Oh, I remember the first one I got was the Game Boy Pocket. Was I still the remember pocket? the ad for it too. Was the pocket the square one or was the pocket one with a fat back? It no the the pocket was the next step from the original Game Boy, so it was just the really oh, slim version of that's it. That's right. Yeah, I remember it, and it came in funky. It, you could get it in funky colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the, and the TV commercial had them dipping into the paint can and coming out in a different color, and then it would drop out of the air and fall into the back pocket of someone's jeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So weird little so economic. Yeah, economic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. like basically the, the early 90s, um, I, I basically had to go to go to Hong Kong to get all my electronics because like buying electronics back then like in Australia weren't as easy um, and they were generally more expensive and the, um, like the, the range wasn't that... Uh, wasn't as great diverse um yeah yeah so i think i got yeah like i got my first i got my f- playstation one and two in in hong kong um and i got it and i got it chipped which is really really cool i used to remember so people could, talking about having a chipped console all the time and one of my best mates had, had a chip console so we could play all these extra cool games and stuff for so much cheaper and i just remember being like it what is it is it like an actual microchip in it um i don't know i haven't actually seen what they actually put in there they call it chip they call it it's like an additional you know, chip yeah they're like like the slang is oh did you get your playstation chips yeah um and it's like yeah and some of like that so like, that's jailbroken yeah 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 so um so back in the day um i used to go back to hong kong and i would um basically buy a bunch of um <laughs> fake games uh and the it was the process Dodgy. was really really funny because um, so you go to uh, you go to Hong Kong and there's this like old building that basically is like a it, the the stores were always changing like you could go in one day and then um, the stores would be selling one thing and then you go like a week later and the the store would be completely changed it was like dodgy as hell and um, it was, I remember it was on the third level and you go up there and the, there was maybe like twenty thirty stores. And yeah. half the stores were, were were selling fake games, and half of the stores were selling fake porn. <laughs> Wait, fake porn? <laughs> yes, yes, like pirated like, porn movies. Oh, and sometimes crazy. the games would be right next to the porn movie. And then, like, <laughs> so so what happens is you go you go to the you go into the shop, and there was there would be like printouts of the games, and they have like a number on them, and they're all on the wall. So you yeah. get a piece of paper. And then you, I think it was like a um, thousand Hong Kong dollars for like nine games. Uh, so you divide that by six. So that's around maybe a uh, hundred and something dollars, hundred and fifty dollars for like nine games, which is you know pretty pretty Jeez. damn good. And then so yeah, like you, you write down the you you write down the, all the numbers, and you give it to this guy, and the guy is like a runner, and he and he disappears for like fifteen minutes, and you and you wait around. And then, like, he comes back with with the games. Is he going out to funny, burn them or something? <laughs> it's like it's like put in a like a in another location. So if the police come, they're yeah, technically like not liable. 
and they like I've had instances where I was in there and all of a sudden like people start shouting and then like the all the roller doors come in like come down and all the stores are closed because it's <laughs> <laughs> and then like they're like they might close for like you know a couple of minutes it's like oh no actually it's a it's a it's a false alarm and then they open it back up again it was really, <laughs> really dodgy then yeah yeah it was Sounds really dodgy. dodgy as all hell it's so dodgy and i was like maybe i was maybe like 16 so it was 15? so in, so, in some ways it was almost an awakening to you because it's next to all this um ripped porn um but yeah, then at the same yeah. time it opened you up to this new world of uh total dodge it's super dodgy like <clears throat> it, it, yeah it's very <laughs> hong kong is very can be very raw um <laughs> at times um yeah and like the there'll be guys standing in front of the the pirated porn movies and if you walk past they don't care if you're like a 12 year old kid or like a 75 year old man they'll be like oh hey come come and have a look come and have a look it's like a couple hundred you know like uh, it's like a thousand dollars for like 20 movies mm. and you have to say no every time but um but but yeah that was a that, i think i still have some of them around even though i don't <laughs> have a playstation anymore but uh yeah well done victor well done <laughs> i appreciate the introduction into this different underworld underworld dodginess yeah. mm. uh interesting <laughs> interesting <laughs> world um i never had a uh chipped console or anything like that i know that people could get their playstation 3s chipped which is well jailbroken um which kind of unlocked the playstation store and made everything really cheap or free but yeah never had that but you um, could do that without a chip yeah, it was just a software. That is quite risky now. Although people just don't do it, like because it's well, it's, it's like all Android. done through Android's Yeah, just, yeah, it's unlocked. It's so definitely it's not as something. not as popular now. Like now, it's more le- like unanimous, unanimously legitimate. Yeah, um, exactly. It's. Yeah. I did it to my PSP. Really, I got a PSP. Yeah, yeah. I had a PSP and I and I I hacked it so that I could play downloaded games. It was a lot easier. Really, I never had a PSP. Well, PSP was like as as we were talking off air, um, like the Dreamcast. It was ahead of its Mm. time. Yeah, it just had this ability to do all these things. It was very desirable. Like growing up, like I really wish I had one. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I wound. Well, I wound up with one because I it was time for me to get a new mobile phone and Vodafone was doing this offer where they were giving away a PSP with a particular Sony Ericsson and I just happened to get it, so... Oh, That's nice. Fantastic. Yeah, PS- yeah PSPs awfully were, convenient. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. PSPs were gorgeously designed, though. They were fantastic with that that little screen on it and the, the um, uh, piano black gloss... Look, they still look great. Analog stick. Yeah, they look fantastic. Like, it was a great yeah. thing. And the little mini discs and stuff like that. Like, it was a really interesting the UMD. console. Yeah. Like, what an interesting well, the console. Thing with the, I can't get over the fact that even even today's mobile phones are only just sort of getting to the size of that screen. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you can play like, videos on there. So you, you can, can like, get DVDs in like that size. That format. You can put, like a like, a Sony memory card. And then you can like mm. put like I, video files on the memory card, and then you can like play it on things. Yep. So you can like play games, and then you can watch a movie afterwards, which was I t- revolutionary. I took it a step further. I, I put Windows ninety five on it once. What? 
Yeah. So how how does that work? So like you put ninety five and then and then you can just run well there was an analog like, stick on the thing. Mm. Yeah, I could use solitaire and paint, and <laughs> it was great. And Minesweeper. Nice. It's fantastic. It was a good bit of fun, but yeah. mostly it was, it was good for movies. Mm. It was a great screen, like proper sized. Yeah. 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 Was it? Was it? It must have been early LCD then. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what the resolution was, but like. It was. If you, if you think about it, it was a really compact console for what it was. To have yeah. the screen, yeah. all that function, and the disc right mm. behind it, like it was, yeah. it mm. packed a lot into the size. I know it was fairly large for a handheld thing, but mostly mm. done to because of the screen size. Mm. It was a fantastic thing, and then Sony kind of missed the trick with when they relaunched the, the relaunched it as the PS Vita or Vita. Like, they, they completely missed yeah. it with that. Like, well, that was just a bit of a waste. Yeah, the PSP was, not, like, a lot of hype. Yeah. Like, the, not was only it, it was that, just, like, the, yeah. They, mm. they also tried... They, there was a dual launch. There was the Vita. And then there was also that Sony Ericsson that was a, a, a half Ex- and half. Yeah, the Xperia Play. That... Yeah, Xperia Play, which was just... They tried. They tried to put the console yeah. on a mobile phone. Clever, but it just didn't take no, it didn't off. Work. And it kind of killed the Vita with it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. I remember, yeah, the, the, the original... Vita didn't take the UMDs. No, mm. exactly. Yeah, the so original PSP was like, it was like a, almost like a cultural phenomenon. Like you, you would see it in like movies and mm. um, like mm. TV series and it was just like so much buzz around it. And then the PS, like the... The later one, the PSP Go and the PSP Street, just kind oh, of PSP like, Go. I forgot about the Go. Yeah, just, just kind wow. of fizzled, like, yeah. Yeah, what a pointless thing. Was, the only reason I would have gotten a Vita was so that I could play Uncharted on it because they made a special Uncharted game just for the Vita to make people buy it. They mm. did, didn't they? Yeah, but the Golden I Abyss. Think I it was saw called. a copy of it sitting in an EB recently. Yeah, I can't bring myself to get it for that though. Like, it's not worth it. Um, no, yeah, not such, for one game. No, it's such a waste of a console. Like, it was a, such a waste. And it's it's sad because, you know, now, you know, um, iPhones and Samsungs and, you know, Sonys and stuff like that, you can download games like Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas and 3 and Vice City on mm. your phone. Like, you can have them on your phone. Yeah. So, there's not really a need for for these handheld gaming de- like sole consoles, besides maybe the Switch, mm. which... Uh, Nintendo Switch, which has done a fantastic job at kind of relaunching Nintendo again, relaunching Nintendo. Mm. Um, but again, I don't know how useful the the uh, portableness is. Like, I, get, I think it has a, the fact that it's a home console that can also be portable is a good idea and better idea than like the Vita, which is only portable and therefore different games. It's not the same system at all um, as a console at home. I think that's good, but still uh, i don't know yeah is Can we... is the switch like a success like is it considered yeah, yeah uh, i think so relative success yeah i think so i don't think it's as okay. as big as what the wii it uh, did all right hmm. but the switch is doing okay it's pretty good hmm. it's good hmm. it's got a zelda game on it well it's 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 about to have a big leap with the new pokemon game oh of course hmm. of course um yeah look i think it's doing okay i think it's doing pretty good but 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we go back to these, um, the Hold My Coke segment, the fact that these, and what we're, we're talking about with these mini consoles, or the hmm. fact that the Sony one's coming out, it's it's amazing how, if you look at what there was with these consoles back then, and what they were, hmm. and what they were popular for, and how they launched what we have today in the gaming world, um, yeah. it's amazing how how in, how much interest there is in, and almost, not just that, how much um, joy and happiness this nostalgia trip hmm. is for everyone and how happy people are to go back to sacrifice the graphics, sacrifice the game hmm. size and things like that yeah. and go back to what, what was great about games. Um, and that's why it's fantastic that Sony's getting on board and doing this. I, I, I love that they're mini consoles. I would love to collect them all, but I just don't have the cash to collect them all. Um, yeah, it's it's excellent. I'm very, 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 very excited about the launch of it. I'd love to see what the other titles are. And, um, hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, Mr. Exciting. Drew. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of uh, Hold My Coke for this week. Of course, if you have a suggestion on what Hold My Coke should be next week, we'd love to hear it. Um, I think that we should briefly, 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 touch on a segment that um, we mentioned last week. And that is Apple. I reckon we should get to Apple. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, Mr. Drew, last yep. week we spoke about Apple and the launch of Apple's... Uh, well, sorry, the Apple... What is it? Worldwide Developer Conference? WWDC? The yeah, yep. the keynote. They launched the iPhone... What is it called? XS. XS... Is it XS uh, or is it Max? called the Tennis? <laughs> the um, iPhone Tennis. I love that name. Uh, iPhone. Oh, it's the Tennis. It's the 10s. They they're calling it yeah. the Tennis. The 10s and they're the calling 10X it Max. And then the yeah, 10x Max. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> it's a bigger screen. It's Max. Why not just call it the Plus? They already have huh? the name for the larger consoles. Yeah, but it's Max. Uh, consoles, Max damn it, like... not consoles, phones. But, but where does it sit next to a plus? Um, why isn't it I'm just not the, sure? Like the I ten think the was... size, the the yeah. si- I think the size of the phone isn't like that much bigger, but like because the display is like pushed further to the edge. I think. Is it? I think so. So okay. like the bezel is not as like uh it's wider it's it's not as wide so like it kind of like pushes the display out a bit more um mm. yeah the, well yeah okay so there's the 10 mm. which i've got there's yep. now the 10 uh the 10 s or tennis yep then there's the 10 plus now the 10 is the same size as uh the 10 is the same the, the screen on the 10 is the same size mm. as the screen on a plus but yeah. if the max then is bigger than the 10s that means that the yeah. screen on the max is bigger than the actual phone of a plus right when so it's the, 10... the 10 plus 
So the 10s is a 5.8 inch display, and then yes. the 10s Max is a 6.5 inch. Okay, so it's okay, so it's substantially bigger. Hmm. Oh well, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. I. I'd not. <laughs> and also, like there's to... a 10. There's a um, iPhone XR, which is like the cheaper version with the multicolors. The 10R. Yes, which is like a. Do you remember when they had like the five? Um, like it's it's the cheaper version, and it comes in like more sparkly colors. And it's just the cheaper. Well, that was like when they had the 5C. Yes, exactly. So now they're back at it again. So, okay, okay. So there's the 10S, the 10S, not, not, the, not the XS, <laughs> the 10S. There's the... Same thing. <laughs> yes. There's the 10 Max. Then there's the 10R. Yes. Yeah. What does the R Which stand for? Which is basically 5C. Yeah, 5C. Uh, what does... I'm I'm guessing regular, regular. But wouldn't the ten be the regular? No, ten. Uh, the ten R is like basically cheaper than the ten S and the ten S Max. And so there's no nine. They're not doing nine. They're just doing a ten S. Yep. So nine doesn't exist. So do you reckon mm. the next one will yep. be eleven then next year? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Probably go to that. So what do you think about the range? Like, what, what, what do you think? Like, do you think it's Drew, basically is, pointless? Or is this where you jump into the range? The ten range. Pardon? Is this where you you jump on board with the ten range, or is this, uh, or do you do? You, what are you looking at for phone now? Uh, uh, the the XS seems okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't mind some of the upgrades. The ten R. I'd, I thought it looked quite good, and then I realized that they had removed the 3D touch. And weirdly, that is actually a feature that I use quite frequently on my 6S. So mm. I would rather get the 10S just to be able to continue having that mm. feature. Well, is that the force um, touch thing? Also, the camera. Pardon? Is that that force touch thing where you can hold down on, like, apps? Yeah, the force touch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. The camera's a little yeah, bit better. because they've decided um, to take that out of. What are? The do we know what this? The, I didn't. I didn't follow it closely. Know. I'm it's, yet to watch it. Still, the I whole know. Thing seems what, what I really we, don't understand is why is. Do the you guys know off the top of your head any of the tech specs the on it? Like what the improvements are over the ten? Um, I think it's just makes the no sense chip. to me whatsoever. Um, right. of course, so like the, the the two, like, different size screens. Yeah. Um. Is the 10s the same size as the 10? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. We I'm, don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing so. Yeah, I'd say so. so like, I'm I, guessing I guess your like the, one. I'm yeah. guessing your one is 5.8, and uh, and now there's a 6.5. Um, hmm. I think the cameras are the same, but I th- there's a there's a new process. The chip can process the hmm. pictures better. Um, from what I've from what I've heard, um, and um, I know there's mm. something else, but like, it's a yeah, it's like it's one of those years, it's one of those like upgrades where it's an S, so it's not like a completely it's not a complete new phone. Um, so it's sort of just like improving incremental, um, yeah. incrementally, uh, what's existing right now. Um, so like. Bizarre. 
Yeah, well, they have to they have to release something every year to drive sales. Yeah, I guess to, so. I guess so. Yeah, and it's like um, they need to they need to stay relevant. So they need to create hype around around the company. So you know, you look at the keynote, and mm. the most important thing is like basically they invited half of YouTube there, like all of them. Yeah, this all the people this was there. I mean, it felt like it was much bigger this year. It felt like they had more of a crowd there or something. They were doing something a bit differently. It felt like they opened themselves up a little bit more or something like that. Am I mistaken or...? Mm, well, it was also the so. first... It was the first keynote from the new building. Yes. Oh, was it? Yeah. In from their... Uh, the Infinite, infinite Loop. loop. Yeah. The, it was called the, um, uh, the, the Steve Jobs Theater. That's what they called it. Didn't yeah. they do that? Were they there last year for the last one? Not sure. I can't. Well, they well, the theater was called the Steve Jobs Theater last time, wasn't it? Okay, right. Mm. Maybe they've just put yeah. a new Steve Jobs Theater in this one. Yeah, yeah. It's just one yeah. of those years where, like, it's just like a half upgrade of the phone, so they need like yeah. extra buzz around it. They do. Re- they do refer to it as an S year. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's, there's nothing really wrong with that. No, 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 definitely not. And it's it's uh, they they need the internet presence, or more specifically, YouTube presence. Um, you know, and like yeah, they do. They you have to do what you have you have to do what you have to do to um, uh, especially now with so much competition. Mm. That's true. Yes, that's true. Uh, do we know any? I don't. I don't know if we've looked at anything. Do we, do we? Do we actually know any stats about it, or do we just know that it's a refresh? <coughs> they've done stuff to it, and it's different, and it's Nessie. Uh, um, big improvements to the camera. Yes, mm. that was. I think the biggest thing that they made a buzz about. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring up the website because you can actually do a model comparison. I think to the read about it. Mm. I think there's. There's actually uh, there's not anything different with the hardware of the camera, but the um, image processing is better because they got a new chip. Yeah. So there's like yeah, but it's just, a fantastic. Yeah. But the ten's fantastic as it is. Oh, it's a it's a fantastic camera. It's like, especially especially iPhones. Like I funny enough, I actually have an Android now, and yeah, you did. <laughs> you just went to Android. Um and. Even though, even though the the specs of the camera is technically better on the phone I have now, um, the image yeah. quality is. I have I had a 6s before this, and the image quality on the 6s, uh, in my in my opinion, was was much better. Um, mm. So it's not it, it, when it comes to cameras on phones, um, you know, megapixels and like hard uh, like hard stats doesn't really tell the full story of how good the camera is um mm. yeah like iphone cameras are incredible yeah yeah for sure all right i've um, got the details up okay um so the iphone 10 had one meter water resistance the 10s mm. has two meters mm-hmm. so nice. that's a that's a bit of a jump um mm. Size and weight matches almost. The weight weighs slightly more for the new one. And a new A12 Bionic chip with a next-gen neural engine. Now, here's yep, where the camera, the camera details come into it. 
So portrait mode now has an advanced bokeh, b o k e h bokeh, 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 yep, and depth control, um, yep, and smart HDR for photos. Uh, video has extended dynamic range for video up to 30 frames per second and now has stereo recording for the videos. Uh, mm. Front mm. front camera has the advanced bokeh and depth control as well, extended dynamic range, and front camera now has cinematic video stabilization in both 1080p and 720p. Wow, that's cool. Um, iPhone... Great for vloggers. Yeah. yeah. Like for when we do Doing our video, yeah. um, our movie reviews. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, everything else seems to be about the same. Oh, wider stereo playback for audio. Mm. Um, oh, battery, big improvement. So, lasts up to 30 minutes longer than iPhone ten. Built-in rechargeable, blah, 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 wireless charging. That's not... Talk time wireless is an hour less than the iPhone X. So it's up to really? 20 hours. Yeah, so really? iPhone ten was up to 21 hours. iPhone XS is up to 20 hours. But video playback is an hour more, so up to 14 hours as opposed to the previous 13. And it still right. has fast charge capable... Uh, Does it really? It doesn't charge particularly fast. iPhone 10s charge so slowly. Do they really? Yeah, they're Very really slow to charge. Is it? Yeah, um, they take forever. Is it something to do with like, if you use like the Apple wireless charging, it's a lot faster than like a third party one or something? Apple haven't released those yet. They were expected oh, to announce it. Well, they were right. expected to announce it with this, and they didn't do it. Hmm. So, because that would be a I'm- very Apple thing. Like yeah, to do like. <laughs> well, no, no, but 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 Apple's technology uses key charging. It's the same charging technology that everyone else uses. Right. It's just branded in Apple's like yeah. swanky wanker look. Yeah, well, well it's like it, it's kind of like the iPhone cords, like the mm. you know after I think the iPhone four, like they they yeah, basically they changed. changed it so only Apple approved uh, cables can charge. And, um, like the, the really, like the third party ones, um, the kind of like fake ones, they just, they either won't charge or they charge really slowly. What about the fact that all the, the dock, the docks and everything like that hmm. all didn't work for iPhones anymore? No, exactly. Oh, that was horrible. It's just tragic. It's like, Jesus. you have to, you have to buy into the ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. Which they just charge a fortune for, for mm. the patent. Um, mm. We're at the Apple Watch. I know that I've seen specs on the Apple Watch. It looks interesting. Um, it looks like it does a little bit more. It, it. I don't know if it does the wider screen um, as what was rumored or purported. It does. But it, they've they've increased the sizes. Oh right, they okay. They have well. Yeah, okay, but it's but it's not necess- It's not necessarily a wider screen. What it is, they've just changed the watch sizes. And you can. Oh really? They've just changed the watch size. Yeah, and it has this heart Why? sensor, so you can like give yourself a. Oh. Yeah, you can. You you have like a proper heart monitor now. Like we've always had the the heart read uh, the heart 
beat monitor where you can yep. check your, your your BPM. Mm. But now they've got like an actual proper like uh, chart. I can see. So what if you're having heart attack, the, can they I can like see what they've done with the screens? <laughs> yeah, big improvement. They have made it bigger. Wait, wait the the face. I'm sending. Mm. I'll send you both a copy of the picture that I've just found. Um, mm. So. The Series 3 followed in the footsteps of the first two models in that it was 38 and 42 for the two face sizes. They've now changed it Mm -hmm. to be 40 and 44, so they have increased them. But the way they've done the face has changed as well. So Mm -hmm. the face now has, rather than it being very square, which it is on Mm. on our ones, they've pressed it to Mm. the edge and they've put curved edging on the screen. So the, so the screen is, like, much bigger, but, like, the actual size of the The watch, watch faces is... have increased as well. Right. But so right. has the screen. Right. So they push the screen, like, f- kind of like the iPhone. Like, they, they push the screen further, like, towards the edge. Yeah. So you get yeah. more screen. And, curve, and, and they've, curved the corners. Yeah, they've curved the corners. They've also made them a lot thinner. So the previous models were 11.4 millimeter thin, and now it's 10.7. Uh, 64-bit dual-core processor, uh, electrical heart sensor, mm. uh, second-generation optical heart sensor, uh, fall detection, digital crown with haptic feedback. That's interesting. No idea haptic what that means. Or taptic? Haptic. It used to be taptic. Now it's haptic. I know. Weird. What's that? What does that mean? So taptic used to be so like the watch. If you're if you get a message while you watch screens off or something like that, it would feel uh, like someone's coming up to you and like tapping twice on your your wrist. Ah, uh, okay. yeah, right. So now it's haptic. Mm. Also, the evil the evil red dot on the crown has been changed to a red ring. That's better. Yeah, except it reminds me forcibly of the red ring of death on the Xbox 360. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Oh. That's not a good thing. No, it's not. Um, so Apple's back with it. They're back again. They did what they wanted to do. They relaunched the consoles. Back at it again mm. with the white vans. Um, <laughs> another topic for the night, fellas. Yes, indeed. And that is the supposed discovery of the uh, HMS Endeavour. Ooh. Now, Victor, I explained to you off air what the Endeavour was, but uh, yep. essentially the ship that brought James... Captain James Cook to Australia okay. uh, to discover the uh, the mythical mm. southern continent. He came down here on the Endeavour and he found mm. it. And he also went to New Zealand um, and also went to Hawaii and also went to uh, the Cook Islands where he didn't return from that area of the world mm. Um, mm. because he tried to take over it like he did Australia and New Zealand and uh, didn't happen for him. Um but it's believed that they found the Endeavour, which had been mean, uh, had been lost hmm. many, many years ago, uh, almost 200 years ago, in fact. I think it's over 200 years, actually. Um, a little brief history of the Endeavour uh, for you if you, if you, would, if you would like to uh, indulge in this. Of course. Um, so the Endeavour was uh, purchased by the uh, British Navy in 1768. And then that's when Cook then navigated to Australia 
um, which was at the time known as Terra Australis. I'm knowing, uh, I'm seeing all these interesting facts that I'm either remembering or reading right now off the screen. In particular, I think I remember from like primary head. school they they mentioned that. Yeah, name. back in the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, it became the first ship to reach the east coast of Australia when Cook, arri- Cook arrived at the site, now known as Botany Bay, in 1770. This is the fun part of it. So the ship was renamed when it was sold after that. Hmm. Would you like to guess what it was called? Just just one guess. Victor, guess. Uh... Random name. <laughs> one name. Drew, guess. Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> well, you're both wrong. Do yep. you want to know what it was called? Yes, yes I would love to. The ship was later renamed the Earl of Sandwich the Second. Oh. Not as inspirational <laughs> as the endeavor. What a what a no. strong name. You really uh, sink your teeth into that one. Oh Drew, get out. Um, <laughs> it was lucky. last seen in it was last seen in seventeen seventy eight while being used for transportation purposes during the American War of Independence. Um, they believe researchers believe that the ship was used um, uh, the renamed ship Earl of Sandwich the Second was used as part of a fleet of thirteen ships that uh, was scuttled by the British during the Revolutionary War to blockade Newport Harbour from the French just outside Rhode Island. So, the uh, I'm trying to think of what this acronym stands for. Let me just read up what this acronym stands for. The Rhode Island Marine Archaeology Project has been doing scans and searches of this site for many, many years Hmm. and has now um, been able to work this these potential 13 of what they believe to be the endeavor down to possibly one or two archaeological sites only so they've really narrowed it down and they're really certain well they're, they're fairly certain that they're onto it here <coughs> the, uh, the, it's believed that they will try and excavate it within the next year it's going to cost a lot so they are now um, they're, they're working very closely with was that looking for funding yeah, exactly. So they have to. So they're working very they closely with the Australian. Exactly. They're what they, <laughs> pretty much. They, they've the bottom of this article that I'm reading right now says the public is being asked to donate to the RIMAP um, to help finance an artifact management facility needed to process, store, and display the artifacts that will emerge from the planned 2019 excavation. Um, donations can be made through PayPal on the RIMAP website. Uh, what's interesting is they're working very closely with the Australian um, National Maritime Museum hmm. uh, because obviously it is so highly regarded for Australia and and such an important piece of history for Australia. But what's even more interesting is that the last governor of Rhode Island uh, jumped through some legal loops and loopholes and sealed it and signed it so that the state of Rhode Island and the RIMAP hmm. are the caretakers and owners of anything found on these sites. Oh, so, what that means is that if we want any of it, if our Australian National Maritime Museum wants any of it, because it's so significant to us and we are helping them on it, we're going to have to negotiate a price on having it. Uh, right. Mm. It sounds very American, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. So, just to, to quote this one line of the article, despite the historical significance to Australia, New Zealand, America, and other nations, it is likely the endeavour 
if found, will remain in Rhode Island. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> it exactly right. So um, it's gonna so it's gonna cost a bunch of money to excavate it, but then once it is excavated, we don't get it. We don't get it unless we buy it off. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But we have to help them get it. We have to help them get it because right. it is significant to us when we get nothing. Because <laughs> they're like, uh, well, it's your boat, but it's in our yeah. backyard. So it's like an it's like an unpaid apprenticeship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think here. There's a couple of other things that are significant to it. Um, a replica of the Endeavour was launched in 1993, a semi-year's born, yep. um, and it's birthed at Sydney's Australian National Maritime Museum. Yes, it An is. image of the vessel is on New Zealand's 50-cent coin, and of course there's NASA's Space Shuttle Endeavour, and it was named after the ship. Um, yeah, so this is pretty big. What's what's interesting is that we're coming up in the 250th anniversary of Cook hmm. arriving here in Australia for that. So... It's pretty monumental that it's happening now. Mm. That they they're pretty much finding it now, but yet yeah, doesn't mean shit. We're not going to get anything to do with it. So why would say. we? I was wondering how. I exactly. was wondering know how much it will, it will cost to excavate it. Oh, a did, lot. Did it say it's be millions? So millions. No, it doesn't say. Did it say there was millions. like a target amount? No, nothing. Hmm. Just saying that they want money. As much as they can get. So not, um, not, not even they were very like optimistic. They're just like, we're taking give us we're taking do- donations, but we're probably not going to hit the target. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> ah, it, okay. So Drew, one of our favorite topics on this podcast is Titanic. Yes, of as course. As we know. Mm. On the weekend, there was a show on SBS. I don't know if anyone saw it, where there was they were talking about what would happen if they were able to drain the ocean and view the Titanic properly. That poor ship the reason why this question, well, well, no, it would stand up. It, it would. Well, according to their research, it would stand up still. But what was most interesting was the reason they asked the question was because they took these. They recently took these scans of the Titanic, yeah. and the entire um, field of what was out there and what what there is from the ship. Mm. And the conclusion that they came to, I'm jumping to this because we're talking about ships and we're talking about excavating ships and blah, blah, blah. Yep. What's, <coughs> excuse me. What's interesting is the Titanic being at the bottom of the ocean there and the size of the um, scatter field of crap from the Titanic as it went it's a down. Several kilometer debris. radius. Mm. Yeah. But being that it's four kilometers down. Yeah. The experts on this, part of the Titanic fan club, I don't know, they're, they're important people, Titanic Preserve, that look after, their sole purpose is to look after yep. monument, uh, artifacts from the Titanic and things like that. Yep. They're experts on this. They found that the size of the debris field was not large enough to back up the claim that the Titanic broke apart on the surface. What? Hmm? Yeah. So, according to eyewitness testaments, they're either too different and too scattered, or don't mention the ship breaking apart on the surface um, from enough people. So, but the rumors, but the the, the long held idea is that it broke apart on the surface and split in two, just between the second and third funnel. Yep. And then 
the stern as the bow floated or drifted away down into the ocean the stern then rose up not necessarily yep. vertical like in the James Cameron movie and then sunk back under but the eyewitness reports don't back that up enough there's it's not clear enough from anyone that this literally is what happened um there were a number of, of accounts field, that said that it was exactly no but they, they were but but not clear enough information. And of, uh-huh. uh, just so you know, I'm not... I am doubting this show entirely, and I absolutely believe that the Titanic split in two on the surface, and then it sunk in half, because otherwise why would the bow collapse out of the, the, the sky and drop back into the sea, as it did? Um, but anyway, in this thing, they're saying that, no, by the looks of the size of the debris field, it's impossible that that broke up at the surface because it doesn't reach far enough for it to be a from-surface breakup with the shit everywhere. So, yeah, apparently the Titanic broke apart underwater, which I don't understand at all, but anyway, they're saying that they did. Um, I do not believe that at all. No, neither do I. I I can't, for for a number of reasons, but I just... But, think about it. Think about it like this. The guy that was talking was really old. Yeah. Well, so what's the what's no the um, consensus from like the the witness accounts? Is it sort it's of mixed. like it's it's very mixed. No, it's mixed. Okay, right. Some which, of them. Mix- yeah. Some recall seeing it happen. Others don't. Um, okay. Right. It's others recall it being three hundred and sixty. But like, what's interesting is that then half the reports say that the Titanic spun around 360 degrees <laughs> before it, like, disappeared. Like, 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 like going no, down No, but, but when I say that, I mean, I, I don't mean that it, 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 like, did, like, a crocodile no. death roll. Well, I mean, like, it, it literally, yeah. like, a bathtub plug kind of thing. Well, like, yeah. in terms of, um, in terms of, like, these, uh, like, witness accounts, um, it's, it's, it's been a, you know, like, a psychological, uh, thing that the longer something has happened like the longer mm. like this was you know back in 1912 right yeah yeah so you know 100 years ago so like it, like the longer um the further away up uh, event is the more mm-hmm. the um accounts will like differ so like you know mm. you ask someone that um you ask someone the question of what happened like the day before it happened um and then you ask the same person like forty down, forty years down the track, their their story is gonna be, this mm. the story is gonna shift because like mem- memory isn't like a you know it's not a VCR like it doesn't just play back, so your memory your brain basically like pieces together the memory like differently like um, the longer the time goes, so it's like mm. yeah, it's, it's hard to say like, you know. like there were. There's a documentary that mm. was done in 2012 as part of the Hundred Years mm. called mm. "The Final Word" with James Cameron. Mm. It, they mm. did it for the National Geographic. Yes, and mm. it, it's a brilliant two-hour documentary that goes into exactly how the ship hit the berg and then sank, mm. based mm. on piecing it together backwards from how right. it sits on the debris field to how right. it got there, to how it would have snapped, to how it hit the berg. Mm. Mm. And what they realised was that Cameron got it wrong in the film, 
but not by mm, a massive yeah. amount. He had the ship. Mm. That was pretty close. Yeah, he he was off by about twenty or thirty degrees. He had the ship go somewhere between seventy to ninety degrees vertical. In reality, it was about forty to fifty degrees. So he he exaggerated mm. a tiny bit, but he wasn't mm. off by very much. And the team, no, the process was still accurate. Yeah, the yeah the process would they got a lot of it spot on, but there mm. was a lot that they realised was quite shocking, and that was what had happened after it actually left the surface. The way mm. in which it went down is just bonkers, and the fact mm. that what the the two parts are several kilometres apart, aren't they? And facing opposite directions. Yeah, and facing opposite directions. Mm. It, it's. Oh, it, it's crazy. And remember, we did we did that virtual reality thing with it as well, which was mm. frankly terrifying. Um, <laughs> but we got to see how what how what, the ship- what yeah what was that? What that was at um Moore Park, right? Like Fox Studios. Yeah. So what's yeah. the what's the actual thing? Is it like a just like a do you go for a ride? Is that what it was? Or? No, 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 no. So it's 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 Oculus Rift. You know, right? Sit right. down in a chair, yeah. yeah, and act as if you're one of those um. One of those robotic, uh, submarines that went down into yeah. the ship. Right, okay. So, basically- so you got to explore the Titanic in three dimensions like that, mm. they, using the, the mm. robotic arms and turning things and looking mm. around. Mm. So those those little robotic things had gone down and taken millions of photos of, of the interior of the ship. Mm. And mm. then they rendered that into a complete 3D digital model that we could then mm. go in and navigate. Oh, Okay. Right. Going going down the corridors and into all the rooms and moving up and down the levels through um, oh, nice. what would have been the grand staircase. Mm. Absolutely what, what terrifying. Was also fantastic, though. Yeah, yeah. It's really haunting, really haunting. Uh, but what was so the, really so interesting the, was looking at the room sizes. So when you're traveling through the different rooms, is it in the? Mm-hmm. It's in the like sunken state, right? So it's yeah, yeah. It's, right, it's, okay. it's as yeah. it as it is now. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you can see the rooms yeah. are a little bit crushed. Mm. Mm. Not just that though, but but the rooms are the size of the rooms that they were, like they're really small. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And and How as we found throughout the, the museum, the beds and the, the bathtubs exp- were Yeah. But what's interesting about the the uh, the exhibition was really interesting as well, and that they had demonstration or or display rooms of what the rooms actually looked like mm. with 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 replicas of of what what they really look like Mm. um and Mm. i really found it fascinating to read the news articles of up on the wall of the day the titanic sank Mm. and just all the different as you walk through they tell the story of the night Mm. and how close you're getting um yeah it was fascinating really really interesting loved it so much very 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 good yeah so um so the mm. um so the rooms were uh did you go to like one of the you know the first classrooms, and then you went to like some of the, like the lower classrooms. Is how? Yeah, we or... could, we could navigate all of them. Okay, right, right. It just and even the first classrooms because people were smaller then. Hmm. Everything is just scaled smaller. Right. Even right. When, like the beds are tiny. Yeah. Hmm. When hmm. when they made the movie, they made everything. Like the actual Huge. sets were made to scale at first oh, okay, right. yep. because they they wanted to be accurate. The only thing that they didn't build to scale was the exterior of the ship. They built smaller models to use. But mm. when it came to the staircase, they built it to scale and realized that no one could actually stand two abreast <laughs> on the staircase. Yeah. 
because it was just too small. So they actually had to right, widen nice. the staircase proportionately to how people had grown over the what was it like 80 years or something yeah mm. yeah yeah which is bizarre oh, absolutely really bizarre mental 80, 84 yeah, years it's so strange it's just as to, to quote the movie it's been 84 years <laughs> and i could still <laughs> that's okay just tell me tell, tell me anything tell me anything you can remember <laughs> do you want to hear the story or not mr lover turns the camera on her <laughs> oh my god jesus yeah yeah she I was saw, savage, though. I saw a um, uh, the, I saw a podcast like the Joe Rogan Experience, and there were he mm. was interviewing um Neil deGrasse Tyson, and apparently like oh, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson had a gripe about um the Titanic. So when uh there were like there was a there was a there was a scene where they were looking up at the night sky. I think it was when yeah, and oh, like, I've read about this, and he um, yeah. yeah, he um he complained that that was the wrong sky for that night for that really? for that exact night um yeah. and then and then like uh you know it, he, he sort, of, sort of said it like you know tongue-in-cheek um but then uh when it came to remastering it for uh blu-ray uh for the yep. Uh, yep. anniversary or whatever i think like james yep. cameron went to when went to him and like uh and said hey like we, we're going to remaster it like can you give me the accurate like sky for that night and then um and then yeah they so i think for the remastered version it's like the accurate like um uh, like the accurate night sky with the correct constellations and everything that's fantastic i love the detail (laughs) i've got both versions and i've done the comparison it's weird but really funny right you can see the difference and um like for the movie ted um Mm. they they actually went to neil degrasse tyson um, to get an accurate sky. So then he was like, oh, well, actually, so um, the Ted, like the, the the scene in Ted actually has an mm. uh, accurate sky and the original Titanic does not. That's brilliant. Wait, which scene in Ted? <laughs> um, There's a shot where he's, he's looking up like at the night sky from the, the window. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to go rewatch Ted. <laughs> Maybe I'll skip speed this evening yeah. and I'll go and watch Ted instead. Um, you were going to watch okay. speed? I was going to watch speed tonight when I go to bed. Of course, because we're recording this on a Wednesday night. I want to re- maybe watch t- uh, speed. Ted sounds quite good tonight, actually. I was going to watch The Dark Knight Rises, but Ted sounds all right. Yeah, might, well, I'm not, yeah we'll see. We'll see what I do. Um, mm. Anyway, Drew, let's get to the Apple Gate and Apple Saga next week. Indeed. Um, we'll get to that next week. Uh, of course, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, well, just you wait and find out. You will um, see. We would always love to have anyone appear on the sh- appear on the show, uh, be on the show. Um, Victor, I thank you once again for being on the show. Of course, if you want to be on the show, jump on our Facebook page, talk to us directly, go on our Instagram page, Kent and the Steering Team. Because if you're on that show for the first time, you will your your first appearance, first appearance, first. Yep be on show vocal appearance uh yeah you'll get to uh receive the fantastic award of sick kent of the week (laughs) so here we are at that wonderful segment and i've thought about it uh literally no amount at the moment oh oh, good that makes two of us (laughs) okay victor do you have anyone that you'd like to nominate at all 
no, I do. I do. I do. You I do. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, <laughs> listeners, you can listen out with this one as well. So I am going on... A bear hunt. I'm going on... Yeah. <clears throat> going to catch a big one. Uh, so I'm on news.com.au and yep. I'm going to give uh, my nominee to someone on the show. Oh, it's not the young people that um, no, okay. they did blackface, is I, it? <laughs> uh, no. What? Okay, okay. So my nom- my nominee this week. Now you guys better have a nominee by the time you get to the end of saying mine. Hmm. Okay. My nominee is J.K. Rowling. Rowling? Rowling. Oh, I know why. Yep. Reason being, so, when Harry Potter was first released, lots of people kept getting mistaken and calling Hermione Homeone, along with my mother, along with me, along with my sisters. Drew? Hermione. Yep, so, yep. you know, yep. we're calling her wrong. Completely. Apparently. So, the movie was released in 2000. One, um, in the year two thousand, the fourth fourth novel was released. The fourth. So J.K. Rowling wrote into a the novel a particular chapter where Victor Crumb was calling her name incorrectly by calling her her my own, spelt her hyphen my hyphen own. Now, she was saying that on purpose out loud in the book. And the theory's always been, was that intentional to make us realize how to say the name correctly? So, um, Atula on Twitter, that's the username, Atula, wrote this. Theory, at JK Rowling, included that passage on how to pronounce Hermione's name in the Goblet of Fire, just to school us all, uh, just to school all of us who were saying, her my own, like Victor Crumb. And uh, JK Rowling, JK Rowling said on it uh theory correct and left it as that so there you go jk rowling the whole time wrote the entire chapter of the goblet of fire where hermione's name is being said incorrectly and spelling it out loud that's that not how you say it and you should say it like this so that all of us reading it knew what the correct spelling was clever clever author well done of course, all of that was then put to bed when the movie came out a year later. I was, so that's my nominee. I was really probably thick why and didn't, I didn't didn't even it. realize in the book, <laughs> even when it was spelled no. out. Yeah, I didn't notice until the movie. Um, I'm of the nagging suspicion that she has won our award before on our books, books, books episode. Okay, well then she can't win it. So, uh, Drew, who's your nominee? My nominee is not a positive one. It's the idiot. The idiot footy players that decided to do blackface as Serena and Venus Williams. I'm somewhere between course, amused and yeah. disgusted. I, I just sort of what? sit in the middle of this. It's ridiculous. Three Tasmanian footy players have put themselves well and truly in the firing line after wearing blackface at their club's <laughs> Mad Monday shindig. One oh, of the. Jesus, f- and there's a Leo Leo. Yeah, one. Yeah, one of the players, Bo Grundy, that's very Aussie, posted a photo of himself and two teammates dressed up as tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams and Kenyan-born Swans defender Alia Alia. 
The photo was uploaded on a Mad Monday group on Facebook where club footballers around the country share their end-of-season costumes. It just looks awful. Bold move, Cotton. Like, it really does. I don't know why they didn't think. I think it's because they're complete Bogan Aussie and they don't think. It's, yeah. It's, oh, uh, it's painful. It's one of the... Outside of the strawberry incident, it's one of the dumbest things that's popped up in the last week. Yeah, you know what, Victor? Do you have a nominee? Yeah, please. Uh, my second of the week is uh, Eminem uh, because he released an album recently called Kamikaze, which basically is a full album dissing the entire music industry. And uh, yeah, yep. it's uh, it's just very, just very odd. He's just um, very angry. And it's a, I, a good album, nailed though. It. It's all it's 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 okay, but it's very it's very bitter and it's very resentful. It is. At, it at, is. Um, Who cares? It doesn't matter. It can be bitter. <laughs> I feel like he woke up and yeah. realized that the rap industry has gone to shit in the last couple of years, and he's just mm. decided he wants to complain about it. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like he's just like, and I guess another version is like he's woke up and then he's just not relevant anymore, and then he's just like you know he has nothing to prove anymore, really. Yeah, in, in uh, as a as an artist, but um, yeah, it's just very, very it's bitter kinda, and resentful. And uh, it's kind of weird, but yeah. he's he's become far less successful since he got sober. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, I'm, yeah. Well, seriously, if you if you look at his career trajectory, the second he got sober, his albums stopped being so big and successful. It's well, just, you know, he's uh, he's not so grassroots anymore. No. So, no, he's a. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my nominee. You know I'm, what? I I'm, agree. Victor. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Woo, Eminem. Besides, there was one Done. really good song on that album, the song that he wrote for the upcoming film Venom. Oh right. Yes, he did. Which is actually ridiculously catchy and feels a bit like old school Eminem. Mm. But it's the only track on the album that does it. <laughs> You know what? I agree. Uh, Eminem, you are Eminem. this Eminem. week's sick. Eminem, you are this week's. You know what's interesting? He becomes. His track gets so clever with its lyrics that at some points he becomes smarties. Wow. Because <laughs> he's up. Eminem. Okay, uh, on yeah, that note, uh, Eminem, you are this week's sick end of the week. Please enjoy the new track from um, DJ Quads. Victor, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Victor. My pleasure. Drew, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for introducing us. Thank you for listening. We apologize for the dodgy episode. In some ways, we're having some technical difficulties, but here's DJ Quads to make it... But we've persevered. Oh, yes, we persevered indeed. Um, here's DJ Quads with a fantastic... Australia's superior incident. Oh, oh helping us out to the max. Um... <laughs> Until next week. Yep. Yeah.